I've got an idea for an intro. Okay. Right, this has gone well. Yeah, I was just laughing. Yeah, right. this is the intro, by the way. I'm not cutting this. I, I, I totally don't give a shit. So anyway, right. Dave! <laughs> Dave! Guess what? What? It's Danny DeVito's birthday today. Yay! Deploy the birthday wishes. Of of course. Yeah. Is this the only reason why you happen to be calling me on Anchor, saving me many, many hours of editing in the process? Because, you know, that PS5 episode took me hours, lest we get started on the last time we did a thing like this, and it took me hours. Not that I'm bitter at all. Well, yeah, that's because I can click. You were like, and then I was like, and you were like, well, how can I synchronise that? Because clearly... It took me two seconds to think about clapping, which meant when you synchronised <laughs> it to the clap, none of the audio lined up properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So aside from Danny DeVito's birthday, do you know? Do you know what I did notice today? Today is actually, God help us all, anniversary the of anniversary the, of, of Justice League. <laughs> See, there you go. You got two different perspectives on life, right there. You're like, it's the anniversary of Justice League. And I'm like, no, it's the anniversary of the first confirmed case of COVID. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, apparently no, in, in Wuhan, the first confirmed case was November 17th. Whether that's the, I think that's the day of the first official one that they admitted rather than the actual, actual first one because rumors and conspiracies and. <laughs> Seeing as. It was the whatever anniversary of the Justice League theatrical cut. I I, I went on the Twitters I did, and I noticed that uh, the um, the Snyder cut is trending yet again. Yeah, uh, Mr. Snyder has been a busy, busy boy. Very, very busy. Some would argue too busy, but we will get into that. Before we get into it, what was your opinions on... The Snyderverse. So, shall we? Shall we go? Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then what is technically the theatrical? Well, not even technically. What is the theatrical release of Justice League? Can we get a one, two, three, like a jab, jab, put sort of opinion? Jab, jab, put. Okay. So, in order, Man of Man of Steel. Yeah, I liked it. It yeah. was good. Batman versus Superman. Martha. Oh. Yeah, Martha. Ultimate Edition only. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, what more can I say about it? It's fine. And then Justice League, the theatrical version. It's fine. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just fine. What about you? What What were your feelings on the Snyder God, I hate that term. I, yeah, I, like Man of Steel, I quite liked. Though I think the music was a little bit whiny overall. I really liked Russell Crowe be, being super dad. I thought that was quite cool in a way that rather than being like a projection stuck in crystals, he was able to move around the spaceship and he always had his hands tucked behind his back like a badass. 
Uh, probably one of the there was a few obviously plot issues with that. Um, first and foremost being that the lead scientist Russell Crowe was able to overpower Zod, who was bred to be a uh, military leader. You know, like, if you're bred to be a particular thing, you shouldn't be good at other things. And if someone that is not bred to be a military leader is better than you at military stuff, you're a shit military leader. <laughs> and then the, can't think, go wrong with that. I think the other bit I, I disliked, which I think has been running in the pages, is why didn't Zod just go, hey, bro, cool, thanks for giving me the, um, I was going to call it the Genesis device then, fuck, wrong franchise. Um, Genesis! Are you getting that reference? No. Star Trek? Rafa okay. Khan? The yeah, Genesis device? Yeah? Yes, um, yes, the terraforming thing. Yes. Yeah, why didn't he just... Like, once he'd got that off Superman or Cal out, why don't you just go, cool, right, I reckon we will colonise Mars or one of the other planets in our solar system or any of the other planets in any of the other solar systems he'd been wandering around. Why did he go, no, what I must now do is wipe out this entire species on this planet and build my own home here. Why not just do a couple planets over? Then his whole race could have come over and invaded and enslaved all of humanity. Like, what sort of military leader is that? He's not for one step ahead <laughs> he's got basically he's, here a, a workforce that would be powerless against against them and he, he would have just been worshipped as like the best leader in kryptonian history i just think he was looking for a fight well yeah yeah as military men or women tend to do they just look for a fight but he could have raised a whole army then come over and then just been great Women. Hmm. Yeah, but overall, no, I did quite enjoy that film. And I liked how dark and miserable it was. I, I just was in the theatre at the times. So I quite liked that. Um, Contrary to everybody else's opinion saying that Superman shouldn't be dark and miserable. Yeah, well, but you, you when you sort of read all the comics and all these things, where he's always bright and happy and cheerful. What's the best Superman comic? In my opinion, it's the death of Superman, which is really quite dark and now. It's just getting a shit pummeled out of him for like five six issues before Doomsday just properly like ruins him. I really like that. And that's what I like on my Superman, just seeing him get the shit beat out of him. Maybe that tells you more about me than what it does about than <laughs> what it does about Superman. The thing is with me, yeah. with Man of Steel, was that although it was dark and brooding, there was still you you kinda had to look for it, there was still the whole themes of hope and and more importantly justice as we will come on to very shortly well, but it was still lying there sort of underneath bubbling beneath the surface there was well, no, it was things because on his planet it means hope yeah exactly well not just that but the whole thing as well with uh, his adoptive dad uh, kevin costner and things like that as well i, I really I, like that, that was, yeah i like that I where he's like no i don't want you to be super i want you to just blend in like yeah. I was like, that's quite a novel thing. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that film. When was that? That was like 2012, 2013, wasn't it? 2011? Question mark. It was 2013. Okay, completely off then. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. And then I really liked Batman vs Superman. And then when I watched the extended cut, ignoring the fact that my ass went numb two hours in, and I was, yes. the extended cut's like three hours on Blu-ray. 
Uh, it is indeed. I really liked it because I really like Batfleck. That is, <laughs> that is a Batman I've been wanting for quite a while. Like everyone raves about Bale, and I'm like, he wasn't Batman. He didn't do any detecting. His solution was to punch everybody in the face and shout. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's that's not that's not the world's greatest detective. You know, Razal Gulshan. Yeah, I called him a detective. I liked how he, I liked how his suit looked, how his gadget looked, how his cave looked. The fact that he even had a cave, like Christian Bale, clearly didn't like caves. You know, he got that fancy cave in Batman, uh, Dark Knight Rises, and then spent one scene in it, as far as I can recall, and then never went back to it. Like, that's stupid. Whereas in this one, he basically lives in this cave. And I also love that he had a Rocky training montage. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lift with this bathtub full of water and just get, like, brutally big and pumped, you know, ready to, like, punch this alien in the face. Yes, punch him in the face. Okay. <laughs> The thing I don't like about that film is the Martha line. That just needed another edit. Like, I can understand him being convinced, no, don't kill him because he actually has a human mother and she's been kidnapped. But going, wait, I'm now going to stop from stabbing him point blank because actually his parents' name is Martha. No, it should have been the battle. And then it shouldn't have got to the point of almost killing him. It should have been the battle with them, like, both laying equally apart, like, bleeding out and being completely fucked and then like Lois coming in and going, Lex Luthor's kidnapped your mum because he's a wanker and all of this and that. And then Batman would have been, hang on a minute, Lex Luthor's done what? He's a wanker, isn't he? Right, actually, I'm going to side with you. Clearly Lex Luthor's manipulated me because I'm the world's greatest detective and that 30-second clue, what, five-second clue is enough for me to go, motherfucker, I'm now going to go punch Lex Luthor in the face. Or all of his goons. And not only did he punch them in the face, he threw crates into their faces with his grappling hook. More of that, please. <laughs> I fortunately didn't see Batman versus Superman at the cinema. I missed it. Whether that's for better or for worse, I don't really know. So oh. I have only actually seen the Ultimate Edition when it came out on Blu-ray. Uh, theatrical was good in the cinema because you're like, yeah, come on, skip all the Superman stuff. Don't care about that. Get back to Batman. Yes, look at Batman. Batman's brilliant. Um... <laughs> The Batman stuff was great. Well, just even as an introduction to him, where where you see him saving the, the sex trafficked uh, women from the cages, yes. and like, the police walk in and out with shotguns, and he's just like, "Oh my god, yes!" The top corner of the ceiling, of, like the room, and that, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Batman's there, and you're like, "Fucking hell!" And the way he just like leaves that room, and I'm like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah. It was a different take on Batman. It was yeah, it was I really like Batfleck. That's it's got to be second favorite Batman after Michael Keaton. I liked uh, Jesse Eisenberg in the role as Lex Luthor Junior because yeah. he's not playing Senior; he's playing yeah. Junior. He's playing Junior. I, junior there as well. He Junior um, Junior. I I really liked it as well, especially I think it's right at the very end of the film where Batman's almost going to like brand him, and he's like got his proper shaved head and he's like dribbling that he's just. He's literally dribbling as he speaks, isn't he, in that prison cell? Just going, uh, he's coming. He's coming. I think it's, it's like a yeah. post-credit scene or something. Uh, it was a post... might have been post-credits in the theatrical, but it was definitely in the extended one at the end of it. Yeah, it was sure. in there at the latter end some way, you know, at the point where your body's sure. gone from all the excitement. 
my body was numb from nearly three hours of that bloody film and nothing happening for about an hour. Uh, I don't know. I did like the start where they went, hey, look, it's Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen dead. Uh, I don't think uh, him Jimmy. Uh, it's only when you uh, the credits, you go, huh, that was Jimmy Olsen. Uh, yeah, less said about that, the better. I don't have a lot. A lot to say about that. I this isn't like. This is, have you actually seen the theatrical cut? I've never actually. seen the. I've don't think I've seen that because this is the interesting thing. So all of that set up in whatever country that was, um, and all of that sort of thing where they're basically going and making it look like Superman had been flying around murdering all those people. They only showed certain and that whole court case thing. I thought that was a great scene where yep. Lex Luthor blows up his assistant and everybody. But they also had various yes. news clips interspersed throughout the film saying about how Superman had come down and like laser beamed everyone to death from that. Pretty much mm. that filler stuff is cut from the theatrical. You see a little bit of the intro in the desert, but it doesn't give you the full picture. Then it later cuts all reference to Superman coming down and laser beaming and murdering people and being set up being set up and that it cuts all of that from the theatrical kind of they're like why are people angry at superman it, they kind of cut really bizarre things i'll tell you what i didn't like though i didn't like the the final end boss fight i did not care uh, for it with that when they doomsday. fight not, not doomsday faux doomsday he calls it he calls it doomsday yeah it's not, not doomsday, doomsday. It's no, not in the traditional comic book sense. No, but yeah, that was that was that. bad. I well, the one silly. bit I liked is where. Sorry, the one bit I did like was where Superman ended up in space, like all ruined from like the nuke and that, and then the sun come and he like fixed himself up. I thought that was quite a cool little special effect thing because I'm like, clearly that's that's rich from uh, Dark Knight Returns, I believe. I think it's in the lead up to the battle where Batman actually um, fights him as I think Superman gets nuked a little bit before that. Um, I don't quite remember why, and it wasn't Batman that nuked him, because I would have remembered that, because that would be awesome. But it does have that similar thing where he's nuked, and he's like battling to get up and out, away from the clouds to get to sunlight, to like refill himself. Uh, I thought I was quite yes. a cool respect. But no, let's face it, the best bit of Doomsday Fight was where Wonder Woman turns up and that theme kicks in. Oh, the Wonder Woman thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she literally just turns up and you're like, wait, is that Wonder Woman? Because, like I say, I never introduce anyone. She's like going, going on the plane entry and then she's like looking at the news going, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have to cancel my flight now. Then she just turns up <laughs> on a battlefield and that. Like with yeah. music and it's completely bossing it and it's kind of like well Batman don't need to be there anyway because he's already gone this is well out of my league but because he's Batman he's there because he wants to punch him in the face and like Superman's yeah. and even Superman's going oh, I don't think I'm actually needed here to be quite honest <laughs> and, and it goes back to that thing of how did they end the fight well Superman picks up the kryptonite and flies into um, Doomsday's not Doomsday's fake Doomsday's chest and like well okay but why didn't they just grow Hey, Wonder Woman spear, and she could have just done her super fast move thing, where she like um, bounces. She basically bounces, don't she? Is the way the way the special effect looks of her moving super fast. Yeah, pretty well, much. She could have literally just bounced in there, jabbed it into his chest, and bounced out of there because she's looked to move a lot quicker than what Superman did. 
the very yeah. least, she certainly seemed more fucking capable because she knows how to fight. And she could have just resolved that, and then they all could have high-fived and all got um, coffee. <laughs> yes, that is a I reference mean... to the internet, people. Go check it out, Super Cafe. Oh, oh, dear. I liked when it starts where, because it shows from Bruce Wayne's perspective, all of Metropolis getting completely fucked and ruined. Uh, That's Super fantastic. And then you see Bruce Wayne like saving people and being awesome. Uh, and you're like getting really pissed and angry. And I'm like, yes, I like this. He's going to punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> Shall we talk about the theatrical cut of this Justice League then? Yeah, if there we are, have to. There are a few things I liked about it. Bloody hell. Steady on. Guess what bit I like? When it finished? No, the bit where the Flash shits himself. What? You need context, don't you? So when Superman's yes. been revived, he's got like um, Wonder Woman in like a, a choke and lift her into the sky. He's got Batman in the other hand, like lifting them into the sky. And he's standing there at his memorial. And then like the Flash is like, oh, no worries. And he's running in at like super speed. So when you show shoot super speed, everything moves really slow and he's like running around. Superman's just standing there. All of a sudden you see his eyes just twitching his head, making eye contact with the Flash. And the Flash is like, oh, you get like, an expression of, oh, fuck, on his face. He starts flipping <laughs> because Superman's then like, battling him at like super speed. Do you not remember that sequence? You need to watch that right now. I want your live reaction to that right now. Um, so, okay. I'm going to search for the Flash shits himself. <laughs> See, you were saying the Flash shits himself. And I was thinking literally he was running right. and he's just evacuated. Just, like, he basically does. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Oh, bless you, sir. Because I'm tight. Oh, that should be with you now. Okay, let's go now. So, this is the bit where he's still got death rage. Okay. He hasn't quite got back his memories yet. Oh. And these guys decide just to fight him. Because, of course. Right, this bit. Here we go. Here we go. Right, the flash is running. He's running. He's running. He's confident. Oh, snap. Yeah. And then he's got the expression <laughs> on his face of just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. And punches him. All right. I like well, that. Well, no, he like, ducks underneath <laughs> it, Danny. Yeah. I like that. That I didn't remember that. How that's the best I, bit of the whole film. I do recall the other what I did like from the film. If there is anything I to like from the film was is that the one where he goes, How did you get Martha's house back? Oh it I brought it because I bank. own I own every yeah, I, own I bought the, the bank. Yeah, I brought the bank. Yeah, well, that's I bought the bank. Old, that's probably a weed at yeah. the moment though, isn't it? Um, Probably. And that was the the only other bit that I remember being completely memorable or uh, good. Apart from that really awful beginning moment with everybody's seen it by now. Uh, Henry Cavill's really weird CGI face to remove the beard and moustache that, that um, I want to say it was Fox who do the Mission Impossible films wouldn't let him shave. And let's yeah. face it, they had the right idea. 
<laughs> Damn like, straight. We're not compromising our film. Fuck you. <laughs> Compromise your own <laughs> shitty film. And but honestly, so that, that moment with the Flash is the best bit of the Justice League film. Everything other than that's just a bit dull and plodding, isn't it? Where you sort of go tonally yeah, all, all very... over the shop and and like and the main my main issue with that is Batman decides that he needs to bring Superman back because the world's gone to shit. You don't really get any inclination at that. You don't really get any context for that. Steppenwolf comes down. He doesn't have his band with him. He's causing all sorts of trouble. So they all team up. Batman decides they need to revive Superman. That happens. Blah, 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 blah. But they all start fighting Steppenwolf. And they basically have him beat before Superman turns up and then just finishes the job off. And it's like, you didn't actually need to revive him or do anything in this film with Superman. They could have just fought Steppenwolf and won. It reminds me of Avengers Endgame. I know Justice League came out like a couple of years before, but it reminds me of Avengers Endgame where they're all beating Thanos and then Captain Marvel just basically comes down and puts the beat on him. Yeah. And he just throws her off anyway. Yeah. He doesn't ultimately add anything to the fight. Yeah. Yes, Superman can beat Steppenwolf for one arm tied behind his back, but Wonder Woman and uh, Aquan basically had him sorted. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, as best I recall, that fight sequence, they, they basically had it sorted. You haven't shown me enough of the world being in the shit to really need a Superman, especially in the last yeah. film. Everyone was hating on Superman to a degree. And also, this big mega threat's come down, but no worries, because they beat him before hundreds of years ago when it was the army of the Amazonians, didn't they? The army of the Amazonians just wiped the floor. Of Steppenwolf yeah. and his crew. Everybody is now asking, right? We've just talked about these three Snyder films for for like twenty well, minutes or whatever. Two and a half what Snyder is... films. Well, two and a half Snyder films. Everybody's going, what what is the point of this conversation? Well, Zack so... Snyder's has just dropped a new trailer for his Snyder cut of the Justice League. And then you dropped a truth bomb on me, which blew my mind. Here's my thing, right? This all-new, brand-new Snyder Cut, bigger, longer, totally uncut, whatever whatever they're deciding to call it, it's going to be four one-hour-long episodes. Fine. I'm fine with that. They've obviously recently announced that they're turning around and they're going, well, we need to do some additional photography. So you're like, okay, fine, standard pickups. I didn't realise that the Joker's going to be in it, which it wasn't even originally part of the film. So this was what you were telling me initially, that the budget for the reshoots was like 30 million. And you're like, right, okay. Uh, And sorry, the other thing there is you said, um, under the guise of it, he moved on. But they they shit-canned him, didn't they? So this is what I think is basically what happened, right? Mm. So I reckon they started filming on the Justice League film, Zack Snyder's original version, what have you. Because I remember they were filming it in London, I want to say, because they all went out and they watched uh, some of the, the press and that, saw some of the, the uh, on top of the building shots where they all get together. 
Batman, Wonder Woman, and the Flash, they all meet on top of a rooftop, don't they, with Commissioner Gordon? Oh, yeah, because he's doing, like, curls up there or something. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Commissioner Swole. Commissioner, I, there was a pun there. I can't figure it out. It, I'll it, let you figure it out. It's literally Jim Gordon, G-Y-M. Yeah, pretty much. Thank because, you. Because um, so, he decided to put on some muscle. Of course he did. So Batman versus Superman comes out right in the middle of the shoot. Warner Brother basically goes, oh no, we need to try and lighten this. Snyder goes, meh, I'm going to do it my way. So you're going to shoot right until February. So this is where I think why it's four hours. So I reckoned he filmed part one because Justice League was originally going to be part one and part two. Two different films, yeah. It was going to be two different films. So I reckon he filmed two films. Warner Brothers gets, still gets really twitchy. They watch his original cut, assembly, whatever you want to call it. They're still really twitchy. They lose, they lose complete faith in him because at this point, Batman versus Superman doesn't well, make Marvel money. Because in this day and age yeah. right now, if a film doesn't make Marvel money, being $1 billion, it's not even worth... Plus all the critical reception was just people shouting, Martha! They've they've filmed it all up to a point. Snyder's got to go back and do reshoots and what have you anyway, which is standard process for a film to do reshoots and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I think it's his daughter. I can't remember now. Apologies if I've got that wrong. His daughter commits suicide. And Warner Brothers goes, aha, this 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 is good because now what we can do so Warner Brothers seeing this going, aha, we can use this as a scapegoat and we can fire him to get rid of it. They've then realised, oh God, we've put out trailers for a film. How are we going to rectify this? So I reckon they've then brought in Whedon to refilm the, ver- the first film of this four-hour film with it being two films, so two hours per film, rewrite the first film for a definitive, to have like a definitive ending with less money Whedon's on it, is thinking, money. I'm just Whedon, do what I want, I'm in it for the money, I don't care, doesn't finish about the end product, gets put out, is one of the most expensive movies ever made, because it's cost something stupid, like it's 300 million twice. point, without the Snyder Cut, quote-unquote Snyder Cut stuff on top. They suddenly got back all of the cool cast, they brought on Joe Lito and Joe Manganiello. Man, 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 yeah, thank yeah, you. Joe Manganiello. Um, yeah. To film new scenes. And you're like, this isn't just pickups yeah. and finishing stuff. This is this is filming brand new stuff. Because what does the Joe have to do stuff. with Darkseid yeah. and Steppenwolf? Let's face it, DC are now backpedaling and backtracking. They're now trying to retcon everything to do the universe. Look at the new Suicide Squad film that's coming out. We didn't talk about Suicide Squad. That's for another time. So the new sequel to uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad, again, another film with a mangled production, so on and so forth. They're now basically they're doing it as a sequel, but I think what it looks like is they're ignoring the very first film. Yeah, it's a sequel in terms that of going, film. It's, it's going down the unreliable narrator route, going, it's a sequel of Harley Quinn, and she's just going to narrate slash recall the events of the first film very differently. 
because she's an unreliable narrator. And again, this was yes. a very interesting thing with uh, Harley Quinn and the emancipation of the Birds of Prey, or whatever it was called. What was it? What was it called? What was what was the title? Birds of yeah. The full title was Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One and the Fantabulous Emancipation so, of One Harley Quinn. Everybody saw what it was called leaked photos of the filming of a lookalike Jared Leto in Joker makeup and Harley Quinn outside a house and him throwing her belongings down when supposedly they broke up, which she references at the start of Birds of Prey, that she's left the Joker, whereas actually he's thrown her out. Yes. But they cut that entirely from the film. They literally cut all of the Joker from that film rather than have, like, from a distance, just a stand-in double just to go, get out of here, Harley. They completely cut Joker out of that. And that surely is off the back of the success yes. of um, the standalone Joker film. And you're like, why are you doing that? You can have multiple um, versions of characters and such, multiverses, and you only have to look at your TV division where they've had multiverses since the very beginning. And it's interesting. Yeah. Come back to it, you're saying that Warner Brothers were really worried about the film ba- uh, Justice League based on how... Uh, Batman vs Superman performed, but that had a budget of 250 to 300 million, but it made 850 million. Right. So essentially trebled more or less its budget. You can't tell me that's not profitable, which is again, it's like really Warner Brothers should have held firm and gone, okay, the film's been ridiculed because Martha, all we need to do is say to, is when we watch this Avos go to, Snyder, yeah, can you make sure there's no Martha moments in this one? Because that was a little bit silly, let's, let's be honest. Uh, you made us a fuckload of money. You're doing great because you're making the money. And that's all that matters is because we're executives and we need money for all our cocaine and money. Just don't have any more silly Martha moments. And he probably would have been like, yeah, sure, that was a misfire. I can see that. Rather than go, oh, no, we need to shit cannon. Oh, no, we need to get in that guy that did all those Avengers movies and, and get him in to do stuff by paying lots and lots of money rather than just get your existing thing finished and it still would have made all the money because it's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Because they forget at that point, the one the standalone Wonder Woman film mm. come out and that did really well critically. Warner Brothers should have knuckled down and really pushed for it because what they were going for was completely and totally different from Marvel. See, for me, DC always felt more grounded and less fantastical. Obviously, it has fantastical elements Superman. with, say, Green Lantern and obviously Superman. He's an alien from another planet. But like I say, Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, whereas Marvel, again, I don't want to use the term family friendly. It's like you said, it's more a brighter, vibrant world for it to be in. And the films yeah. really reflect that. So... so- this evening, we've seen new images from the Justice League cut. So essentially, what you're saying is, based on the additional budget thrown at um, Zack Snyder, based on him bringing back all the core cast, yes, bringing in additional actors, yes. it looks like he's literally not just remaking Justice yes. League Part 1. He's remade or he's making both films, and he's just going whole hog. And I was saying to you, do you, I reckon 
that either he or the executives, well, firstly, either he's got a load of dirt on the executives now, or they're going, shit, yes. based on that hashtag from Twitter and Instagram and all the places where hashtags work, I personally don't know because I don't, I don't use that stuff, all of the that stuff. they're going, huh, people actually yeah. like him and want this. We could make money. Perhaps we can resurrect the Spider-Verse. The way I've read it and the way I've read from things online, he has not taken any pay for for doing the Snyder Cut, and it was one of the stipulations, I believe, for the Snyder Cut actually yeah, happening. Mind you, at the time, I imagine announced. HBO Max... Well, I imagine Mark, at the time HBO Apple, Max didn't man. realise that what they were going to pay for the Snyder Cut wasn't going to probably quadruple up to 70 million. And that's 70 million currently. The film ain't finished yet. That budget could keep on creeping. Mm. He might just film, if, if we're lucky, he Indeed. might just film a whole Batfleck film in there accidentally, or at least that was a standalone. <laughs> so my thinking as well is that I I honestly don't think they're going to bring back the Snyderverse. God help us if they do. For better or for worse, I don't think they're going to do it. That's not do you reckon like they'll the keep um, Wonder yeah. Woman and... Superman going without recasting Wonder Woman for sure. Wonder Woman made money. people, people like Henry like Wonder Cavill Woman films. I mean, just look at the fact. Now, I like Henry Cavill as Superman. He he reminds yeah. me of Christopher Reeves in some weird roundabout way because I've recently watched one of one of Quest the worst of Superman films. Superman. Uh, it's, it's, it's but we won't talk about that. The Christopher Peace, yeah. Even though that film is god awful, they doubled up Metropolis. They use Milton Keynes, sorry, as double up for Metropolis, and it's just plain awful. Christopher Reeves still made it quite likable yeah. because he is a very likable mm. Kalel Clark Kent. Same Superman. as Hayman Cavill. Yeah. And I can. Exactly. And again, like I said, I think the trouble is, is that Warner just don't well, know how to make Smith. a film. With Superman. Kevin Smith will tell him. <laughs> Even if he just showed up in a Wonder Woman it's... film, just in a cameo. So the best thing that's come from Josh Whedon fucking over the Justice League is that when we eventually get a Flash film, I'm getting Michael Keaton back as Batman. And he's playing old man Batman. I'm, I'm just sold. <laughs> Plus, Batfleck's <laughs> going to be in that, so you're going to get a bit of Batfleck punching people Indeed. in the face. Then you get some time travel majiggery. Then you get Michael Keaton, who is Batman, because he's been telling us that for the last 30 years. Given the whole absolute clusterfuck situation that was Justice League and the whole Joss Whedon saga, and with recent allegations yeah. from the man who played Cyborg, Ray Fisher, Obviously, with the whole thing of Whedon being an absolute ass on set, being racist with a lot of the then uh, Warner Brothers heads and things yeah, and like you, that. In the truth. Um, I think, honestly, the future for DC films, now that they seem to have an idea what they are doing... Saying about how the current DC movies things in a better place... I don't think I liked Birds of Prey. 
Yeah, like I'm watching it. Really? I'm going, okay, stuff's happening. Yeah, some other stuff's happening there. Hey, look, Victor's ass. But I was kind of like, I don't, I just don't think this is what I wanted. I'm not overly familiar with the Birds of Prey, but I know the Harley Quinn in part of them. Yeah. As listeners of this weird and wonderful podcast already know, I did a Granddad Out episode back when the outside yeah, was a thing. The, um, Remember that? Is. Outside. There was too many different things going on there intersecting. Either I wanted a standalone Harley Quinn film without pulling in loads of other characters, or I wanted a Birds of Prey film. I didn't necessarily want a hodgepodge again, because what do we find is the issue with films when they suddenly throw in lots of characters? But I went into Birds of Prey thinking, and well, I didn't even think it was going to be a Birds of Prey film. I knew it was going to be a Harley Quinn solo film because of the way they pushed it, the fact that they had her name in the title originally. It wasn't just Birds of Prey. It was Birds of Prey and, the, and God's sake, the fantabulous emancipation. Yeah, but it just Harley wasn't... Just it wasn't full title. Yes. Yeah, it was lacking on something for me. The thing is, I knew I was going to get a Harley Quinn solo film. And yeah. I, I like Margot but... Robbie. I got a big dad that wasn't doing enough serial killing. It's I got a black mask that was basically, I don't know, how can I describe him? He, yes, he did a little bit of murdering, and when he did murdering, it was disgusting, but you never saw any of that. But basically, he was just uh, very submissive to Victor's ads. He was just manipulating him the whole time. And yes, there was a whole question of were they lovers or partners? Probably, yes, they were. I'm not too worried about that. But I'm like, so you've taken two really key characters that have not done too much with them. You've got another character in, uh, being high, Quinn's not doing much. You've got the Birds of Prey in there now, again, not doing too much. It's just kind of like too many strands. It needed less strands for me. I just, I think the best bit was the bit with the grenade. <laughs> um, yes, that, that bit was great. That whole film. I, I, I must watch that film again, actually. I, I love that film for all of its balmy eccentricities and all of its bright colours and and weirdness. Whereas uh, that was, that I was quite so liked good. the initial Suicide Squad <laughs> really film. enjoyed it. It was shit, but I quite liked it. And again, much like Batman and Robin, it's a shit film, and I know Batman and Robin's a shit film, but one character just made it stand out. So Batman and Robin, it was Mr. Freeze. Kazani, and the standout in Suicide Squad was Captain Boomerang. Like, literally every shot he was in was just fucking brilliant. And of course, yes. Fortunately, he's one of the actors and characters that bring him back for the next um, Suicide Squad film that's in production at the moment. The Suicide Squad. So I'm like, cool, I liked that. I liked liked his portrayal at the very least. Um, You just kind of like... You're talking about the current state of films has been quite good, but actually, they're all over the fucking place. They don't know what they're doing. Yes, everybody talks about Jacob being brilliant, and I think it was a quite good one and done. I don't think I can ever rewatch that because my first stream was so great. I don't need any more viewings of that. Um, and that's just a standalone. They should definitely not make any sequels of that. His portrayal of the Joker should not appear in any other films or have anybody else reference it. That should just be a one and done. In its own little island sort of thing. I think 
the way the issue should work is if they don't want to have a shared universe, they yeah. should have standalone films. Or they should go, yes, this is Superman. Uh, we don't know what to do with him. And he will randomly appear in other films so these guys all hang out. But we're never going to have an apocalyptic scenario where they all need to team up because we can't do that. You know, we'll have Wonder Woman sort out a problem, but Superman's just going to go, hey, want some help? She's going to go, nah, fuck off. And if he goes to ask Michael Keaton if he wants some help when he comes into the main movie film in The Flash. And I'm assuming, again, that they're still going to release that because that's been in production hell for I don't know how long. You know, full well, Martin Keaton will just try and punch him in the face as well. And I think the only reason that's got sudden pushed out is where uh, <laughs> Erzami Miller made that very surprised cameo in the TV show. That come out of nowhere. And I really like that. So I, I want to go back to the point I was going to make. The extended the worlds of DC. Universe, what their plans was. <laughs> so here we go. This is, this is what I wanted to touch on. After Man of Steel comes out, everyone goes, yay, DC. And they go, ooh, there was a Wayne, a Wayne Enterprises uh, satellite in that final fight with yes. Doomsday. Yes, he did. Superman chucks it at Doomsday because, of course, he does. Um, which led to people going, oh, is this, is this a, a shared universe? Not long after that, I want to say it was at Comic-Con 2015. It may have been 2014. They announced, hmm. DC announces their slate, their films, their film slate for the next couple of years. But just looking at that announced slate for what we sh- could have and should have had, it's it's interesting to see kind of the divergence. As much like Marvel, where they go, well, after, end, yeah. uh, after Infinity War, we've got this film and this film. Like, I know they can't produce a lot of these in secret, but announcing them all of these films in a bunch, you kind of get an inkling as to where plot points are going and who has to survive and all of that, and if you didn't know they were going to happen until a trailer dropped, I wish that movie companies could just fucking keep their trousers done up and not just sploosh everything into the trailer. Whatever happened to making trailers for films, special footage (laughs) that isn't actually in the film? Do you remember the teaser trailer for Terminator 2? I was about to say... I maintain that is the best now, teaser tra- one of the best teaser trailers of all time. The teaser trailer for Terminator 2 showed a T-800 being made in the Skynet factory on a conveyor belt being assembled gradually and then ending up into a skin machine and being skinned and just coming out as Arnie, then its eyes lighting up and then it just said Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's like a minute trailer. It's really good. And you're like, Yes. Firstly, because that doesn't go, oh, wait, oh, and he's coming back as a good guy. Oh, wait, it's going to be a liquid metal terminator. Oh, wait, there's going to be all of these huge plot points and spoilers and and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, they don't spoil it all in the trailer. You go, well, I don't actually need to see this now. <laughs> I can't remember what we're talking about, but Darkseid and Steppenwolf. But the fact we get into Darkseid is cool again, like I said, I think it's giving credence to the fact that he's from two films because I know that the original plan was that the first film was going to be Steppenwolf. He was going to try and take back the mother boxes. And she is the plot of the Justice League theatrical. 
but the pictures they put out, we haven't talked about that I, bloody picture. I like the everything new, the new it, except it's shiny. Everything on it is pointed and sharp, which makes sense for battle armor. Yeah, his face himself shaped differently, and he looks far more aggressive and pissed yes. off. And you'd look at him and go, "Yeah, he's going to be trouble." My only criticism is the armor's bright and shiny. I think it should have like scratches and dents in it. Well. No, I can understand armor being repaired before battles. I just kind of would have liked some blood spray or some carpet. Or maybe argument in the trailer. That's when he lands. He's in brand new armor, because why wouldn't he be? He's come down in the name of Darkseid. Uh, why doesn't he come down? Like As long as then the next shot is him just like mashing and destroying stuff and getting blood all over him. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then Batman can punch him in the face. So... I'm now gonna. God damn it! Punching in the face. <laughs> so I'm now gonna reenact my my reaction for you, for everybody listening, and for Matt, who he knows what's coming. But I saw it. I took a screenshot of it on my phone. I opened our lovely chat that we've got going, and I just put, um, quite very large. <laughs> Bold capital letters. The fuck is this? Like, <laughs> Steppenwolf, you're feeling all right, mate. <laughs> he looks better in some ways, but I, one, like I say, I right, like the it. armor and that. I just don't so, like So, yeah, it's the armor's the issue. I like those points in charts and sharp. I just don't like it. It's shiny. I don't think any self-respecting conqueror is going to wear shiny armor. I don't like it. it. Okay. So here is here is an obscure reference for people. Depends how much you like your comics. It reminds me of Rob Liefeld. You were just telling me before um, uh, a completely unnoticeable part <laughs> that you have an image to send me. I have. So I was talking about Rob Rob Liefeld in the early nineties and what it reminds me of. If you check your chat now, I have I would have sent you the tweet to said image and it is just a man made out of side bags. The potential <laughs> thing of him is just a pouch. It's the pouch. That is what when people say Rob Liefeld to me, you think of chicken breasted uh Captain America. Yeah. I think of the pouch. <laughs> just brilliant it's just pouches and honestly if you if you look down at Steppenwolf's face in the feet in that photo <laughs> that they've taken from the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League you know he's going to have teeny tiny feet <laughs> and large pecs you know he is well, because they can't draw feet said that he, they were deliberately making Steppenwolf bigger to make him more intimidating so he's going to have tiny feet with tiny feet, which is <laughs> asking you whether do you reckon they're going to modulate his voice more to make it deeper and more intimidating? Because um, you were about to say, and I knew what you were going to say, the actor complained when everybody else started complaining, which I think was after his like clause in his contract ended, that none of his performance really appeared in the film. I didn't know that. And we we're all a bit like, are you sure, mate? I know that the dark side actor turned around and said, 
you've not seen any of my stuff because it wasn't included. Yeah. Because obviously he had NDAs. Uh, I didn't realise the guy that played Steppenwolf, his character. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Apparently, the executives changed the design to make it not appear as scary. Right. Yeah, I can see that. This wasn't the movie I worked on. We really hope the director's cut comes out because it was better than the theatrical. And that's what he said back in 2018. Um, Right. He said that he was visible. He said he was visibly upset with it. All of the actors at the time were keeping their lips shut um, because of the NDA science things, and Kieran Hines was just like, no, nah, I want the director's cut. I don't like that. I think that's what you can do when you're an established actor and you have all the money, you don't really care if you work or not. You just go, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Here's why it was shit. So one of the other things he said about the character is that um, Steppenwolf is old and tired and he's trying to, to break free of his enslavement to Darkseid. Right. Um, he has to keep on trying to take over worlds for him. So that statement in itself leads me to go, huh, maybe... Uh, Dark Side wasn't aware that Steppenwolf come to Earth. Uh, I was a hired gun who came in to clean up one or two bits and did what they wanted to do, but I wasn't there long enough to form any particular opinion. Um, and this is what you were saying about when Josh, Josh Reedham was on set. Um, mm. All the work I did was solitary. I wasn't there long enough to form any particular opinion. I was just trying to complete my contract. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so it's very interesting, at the very least, um, what his opinion of it, what some ways of opinion is it is of it now. Um, so I'm curious to see whether his portrayal is any different beyond the voice and the um, how he's been rendered. I'm curious whether there is going to be more of a plot to him to maybe he's trying to steal the Mother Cube to... Mother Cube, what's it called? Mother Box to, to break free of his enslavement, perhaps. I think and anything can, will be better than what we've got. And then he escapes because he's failed, like turns up after being bad by Superman, and then Darkseid just beats him to shit. Can you imagine that as the finale to the first um, Zack Snyder bit? It just ends with like Darkseid like, stamping on his head or something. They won't do that, but yes, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, he could punch him a few times or something. Yeah, he's going to punch him in the face because that seems to be the recurring theme tonight is oh, people getting they, punched in the face. They could do a Tarantino boot shot. They won't do a Tarantino he could, boot he, he shot. He could get him pummeled and then just looking up at like dark side as his foot comes down and you don't see they his won't face. do that. Why not? He's going to do that. Just go for it. They won't do that. You'll be fine. I know it's Zack Snyder, but they won't do that. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. They'll do that. Final statement, then. Do we think this Snyder cut is necessary, and do we think it's going to be any good? Necessary? That's the one. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Dodgeball. Love it. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um... 
No, but let's be honest. It's a it's a film for pleasure. Nothing's necessary. However, I think it's going to be quite interesting to watch. I think I'm going to like it regardless because ultimately it's just more superhero stuff, isn't it? Why wouldn't I like it? And I quite like the other side uh, superhero films and they're a slightly darker tone. This is going to be more of that. I'm going to quite like it. Plus, we get, to, we get to see more and we get to see a little bit of what he wanted to do. And it does sound like he's taken three or four, six different future films and just cramming it all into this whilst they keep writing blank checks. Like I say, we're <laughs> going to get our own Batman and Joker film in there. We're going to get a... Um, uh, Deathstroke's going to be in there as well. So we're going to get a, a Batman versus Deathstroke film. Uh, we're probably going to find out that they've done Doomsday again and done him properly. So you're going to have a Doomsday versus Superman film in there. Um, they're just, they're just like, it's just, it's just going to keep going to it. Going, Look, there's no more money left in the planet. Just stop. And he releases like a, 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 like a six day long film. <laughs> we're going to take him for $50 million. I could have filmed another day's worth of footage. <laughs> another three minutes of running screen time. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is, is I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm looking forward to it. I, I will certainly watch it when it eventually comes out in the UK, because obviously being in the UK, we don't have HBO Max. So however it comes out over here, Oh, it's going to be on Sky, isn't it? I think a lot of the HBO shows come to Sky. I, I don't know. I think that's one of the things that Sky shows on contract is HBO. Uh, well, it'll either be on there or on Amazon Prime or Netflix or something. But I will, I will watch it and it will be interesting to see uh, Snyder's original vision. Well, it's kind happening. of... I reckon it'll be better than his original vision because he's had time to think about it. And it will be from a... Stuff, apparently. From from the standpoint as well of seeing alternate things and things that could have been, it will be quite interesting to see what we could have had as opposed to what we got. Uh, See, now they shouldn't bill it as the Snyder Cut um, if Marvel has What If Comics, what were the ones in DC called? Elseworlds. Yeah, they should call it Elseworlds. Justice League Elseworlds or Elseworlds Justice League or something. Because all of the fanboys are going to be, um, all the fan fans are all going to be DC and comic fans anyway. So just, just throw it on there as a title. Even if it's mm. not on the, on the click it to download it, it could be on a title card in the film. Yeah. Um, but I know how to end this. Okay, hit me. Anyone for seconds? <laughs> <laughs>